Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y for 67369. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. <laughs> that just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality and you're naked and screaming it's like <laughs> follow us for free on apple podcasts and all major podcast platforms for more information go to chinwagpod.fm and find enlightenment through our instagram or tiktok at chinwagpod or on twitter at chinwag underscore pod every day i'm finding new bad movies to add to the list and i'm like i I got to work through this list, man. Like, I want to watch some of these things. Like, the, the worst part is I'll watch like 10 minutes and I'll be like, oh, this is so bad. I can't, I can't keep watching. I got to hold off. Yeah, you don't want to waste a viewing of one of these movies without a cinephobe to follow it up. Yeah. Here's my question is, can you not just make notes on your phone or does it have no, to be that fresh? I, I like, like, I like it to be fresh, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Because I know when I make notes... Within a certain amount of time, I'll reference things that I, I know I'll pick up on reference. But once too much time passes, I'm like, what, sure. what, is you ta- what am I talking about? So right. I try to keep it fresh. I do love those moments in the podcast, though, when you look at your note. You have no idea why. Zach had one last time that was, Scuddy and Jerome are the worst actors of all time. Why am I saying that? <laughs> <laughs> There's a movie called Teen Witch that was on Cinemax. I watched the first 15 minutes and... <laughs> Like a, a boxing referee. I jumped in. Like, I got to stop the fight. Stop the fight. Like, 
whew, I mean, like you said, mwah, mwah, it was just the right amount of terrible and watchability and early 90s. All three combined. The other thing I'm worried about is how many of these things are going to fall off. Because Tango oh. and Cash is on Stars right now. Yeah. The Sitter with Jonah Hill's on Cinemax. I've seen The Sitter. Yeah, I've seen The Sitter. Sitter. I'm into The Sitter. I haven't seen The Sitter. I can't remember I, if I liked it. Thank you, Maze, for the suggestion. But in the black movie category, oh, I've got one for you. I watched it a long time ago. I loved it. The 1999 Crippin. You guys remember that movie, Trippin? No? <laughs> Maya Campbell? Yeah. No, Donald Faison? Yeah. <laughs> I remember. The guy who played Bud on the, the Cosby show? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a good movie. <laughs> it's an excellent movie. No, no. And th- this is the other thing. I'm I'm almost want to take Amin's ability to pick away because he becomes way too guarded and defensive for his picks only the ones that i've seen before because if i've right. seen it and i want to watch it again that's right. probably a giveaway that i liked it we get two types of amine picks a blind pick like mr magoo or coffee and kareem or we get a sadakis movie that he's seen a hundred times uh, i kind of miss mr magoo oh, <laughs> i'm being 100 percent honest I missed Hold the on. dickmobile. Let, what a moment guys that right was. <laughs> What's today? What's the worst one we've watched? Straight up the worst movie. Good luck, Chuck. Really? Theodore Rex. Oh, Theodore oh, Rex. Yeah. oh I forgot I'm about Theodore Rex. Theodore Rex yeah, to me, Theodore like, 100%. Because it, was, it wasn't a movie. It was uh, just... No. No, it wasn't a movie. It was a poorly put together TV show that they never edited into 22 minutes. Exactly. And even then, even in 22 minutes. I've been looking at stuff to pick just based off Tony Medley reviews. And I'm, I mean, <laughs> I miss him. I do. Stay safe, Tony. Don't let the corona take you out, man. We need you. I know. Yeah, I'm worried. I want to check on him, but it's so dangerous. Your picks have been horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't, Isn't it? it? Isn't it? It's Is possible. It? I don't understand what this podcast is about. Poppycock. It's a fuck house. On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind. Poppycock. What story? <laughs> what story? <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked it, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> just remember that. You know the problem with Hollywood is they make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Inconsequential detail after inconsequential yeah. detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm there holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking yeah. all over. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. 
Welcome to Cinephobe, the podcast. We break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper. That's Amin Al-Hassan. That's Anthony Mays. This week on Cinephobe, we watch the 2020 comedy Coffee and Kareem, which stars Ed Helms as Netflix continues to try to make him a lead actor in one of these comedies. He can't do it, guys. He can't be a lead. They tried it with the clapper. I still haven't seen the clapper. <sighs> That's all. That's a future cinephobe. The problem with that is it's one of those comedies that isn't funny. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I think I got high and just was like, "Oh, the clapper! I'll watch that." And it was, man, it's bad. Is it an art house comedy? It's not an art house, but it's it's definitely trying to have a deeper meaning. Is it's supposed to be? It's trying to be funny and deep, and it's neither. No. Oh. It's unfunny and shallow. One hell of a combo. I like Ed Helms as a supporting role player i think he's good in hangover i think the only movie that he's the lead in that i liked him in was cedar rapids was he the lead in that it's about him going to this conference and then it's john c Riley. yeah john c Riley. Yeah. over like i think he's good in tag when watching this movie and i don't want to give away like my review too early but there was a point when i thought to myself i don't think i like ed helms like, I like The Hangover, but he was just a whiny, irritating character in that. He gave it balance, right? I guess. I mean, like, I'm not saying he's not necessary. I'm just saying I've never yeah. walked away saying oh, Ed Helms really tore this, this up. It's just The Office. And you've never seen The Office, right? The no. American one? I mean, I, so uh, The Office, like, early on in the – when he's on The Office early on. So what he starts in what, like season three? Yeah, he's at the branch that Jim goes to work at in Stanford. Spoiler alert. With Rashida Jones. Early on, I would say like the first season or two, he's super funny in it as just like a bit player on the side. But as he becomes more and more involved in the show, he gets worse and worse and worse. Mm. So, yeah, and I like, think he has to be limited. Yeah. It's like Nick Kroll. Yeah. Yeah. I think exactly. Nick Kroll in small doses is hilarious. He's amazing. But that Kroll show, I was like, no. <sighs> Man, like he, I really like him on Big Mouth, but that's like voice acting and animation. Nick Kroll, fun fact. Dating a girl I went to high school with. Nice. Isn't that a little young for Nick Kroll? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Richard Gere just had a kid. He's 70. That's why. Why would you do well, that? Well, he fucked her and. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's more of a how, though, than a why, right? The answer he, he, he came inside her. Oh, no protection. It's still a how. I feel like I, I don't know how I can explain it anymore. All right. So the fallopian <laughs> tubes lead to the universe, right? These are still hows. They're not whys. A why? Yeah. Because he could. Oh, there you go. That's, that's, <laughs> there's the explanation. Ed Helms was recently in BoJack Horseman, Tag back in 2018, and Corporate Animals last year. Who was he in BoJack? He's Kyle, one of the spinoff shows or one of the shows. Oh, okay. We also get Taraji P. Hansen. Well, hold on. We get some kid named Terrence Little Garden High. Who I'm ashamed to say the first time I saw him, I thought was the black kid from Good Boys. And I, I thought realized. that too. I actually and thought I that as I was finishing this movie, I was like, is this the kid from Good Boys? I just missed that in his IMDb. My opening statements are That's nobody, racist to me. Yeah, I know. I know. It's not a proud moment for me. Yeah. Oh, man. Should he start going by his middle name? Should we just know him as Little Garden High? I think he should drop the Garden High. Just be Terrence Little. That'd be too straightforward. Terrence has been in TV shows called Henry Danger and Danger Force. Apparently those series are related, but I don't have kids, so I don't know. I don't know either. My kids aren't old enough to watch those Disney Channel show, live oh, action Oh, yeah, shows. so I guess those live We're action not there yet. We also get Taraji P. Henson. Yeah. Most recently in Empire, Best of Enemies, and What Men Want. You also know her from Hidden Figures, Hustle and Flow, and The Karate Kid. 
And Baby Boy. And Baby Boy, yeah, good call. Future, baby future Boy. Cinephobe. We all <laughs> also get oh, you really do America's in this thing. We also get David Allen Greer. I hadn't seen him in a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hadn't seen him since Adam Carolla's shitty independent movie that he made. The last time I saw David Allen Greer was literally at Michelle Beadle's house for a Super Bowl party. Wow. <laughs> like literally that, like on TV, in a movie, anything. The last time I saw him was in person. Coffee and Cream is directed by Michael Douse. Wait, hold on. What? What happened? No Betty Gilpin? We're going to get to her in a minute. All right, fine. Maze, Betty Gilpin. She's in Glow. She's in Stuber, which I watched yesterday. Oh, yeah. She is in Stuber. Yeah. So Michael Douse <laughs> ran it back with her for some reason. Stuber does not qualify, by the way. Really? It's 41%. Oh, let me just say right now, Stuber was very disappointing. I saw it in the theater with Mo Dakiel. <laughs> you guys <laughs> you guys have some interesting date nights. Let me just say that right now. You like save the bad movies for Mo? So that like <laughs> Mo's just randomly like, want to go see a movie? And I'm like, all right. He has four movies a month that he gets to go to or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, the AMC plan. Yeah. yeah, and he can use tickets for me. So I'd never have to buy a ticket. Uh-huh. So it's just like a free movie. And, you know, I blow him to, like, thank him or whatever. But, you know, it's, you know, we're just... No, come on, man. Tell the truth. Blow him anyway. (laughs) (laughs) No thanks needed. Finally, King Bach, the Vine star, still trying to make his career happen in movies. Not going to lie. The dude who plays one of the henchmen. Rodney. He was in Vine, all over Vine. He does a lot of, like, the quick social media kind of comedy and stuff. I must say, I was impressed. Because I expected him to be corny in longer than seven seconds. I'm like, no, he was not bad. He was pretty good. And a woman named Diana Bang. Diana Bang plays Miss Chu in this one. Coffee and Cream is directed by Michael Douse, who has directed some franchise called Fubar and the movie Stuber. And Goon and Take Me Home Tonight. That was okay. Goon was good. I don't know what Goon is. Hockey movie? Sean William Scott as a hockey player. It's got Jay Baruchel in it. It's very Canadian, but it's pretty good. I, I do remember this now, yeah. It was written by Shane Mack, who has only written three short films and been an assistant director on things I've never heard of before, but he was a production assistant on Twilight. There you go. That's where he learned it. Synopsis for Coffee and Cream. 12-year-old Kareem Manning hires a criminal to scare his mom's new boyfriend, police officer James Coffey, but oh. it backfires, forcing Coffee and Kareem to team up in order to save themselves from Detroit's most ruthless drug kingpin. By the way, the guy who, who plays the criminal, Ron Rico Lee, was on the LeBron James Maverick Carter produced show Survivor's Remorse. He plays... The main character's cousin slash manager, agent, whatever you want to call it. He was in The Shield, which I love The Shield. Oh, was he? It's one of my favorite. Yeah, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. He's in The Shield, yeah. I feel bad now. I met the dude at the ESPYs. Oh, did you? Yeah, I met him and he was like, yo, I'm a big fan of your work. And I was like, that's crazy. I'm a big fan of your work. And I just kept going on and on on Survivor's Remorse. Oh, okay. He was also also on 36 episodes of Sister, Sister. I believe it. He's got, the, he's got the look. He definitely has the look. What, black? No, like a certain kind of black. You got to be a certain kind of black to be on Sister Sister. Light skin? No, not light skin. It's just, I don't oh. know. There's a look. Really? Yeah. He's got the look. Confused. Okay. If I met him, I would have geeked out on him being on The Shield. Because I love that show so much. That's yeah. pretty cool. I'm glad that, like, he's... Yeah. I'm glad that he's got like a, a great career and like yeah I mean that was 15 that years one, ago but shit. yeah but still I mean like the residuals right they gotta be like sure yeah there's gotta be residuals at this point I couldn't find a budget for this movie 
And obviously it's a Netflix, Netflix movie, so there's yeah. no, yeah. Well, we know that Netflix likes to release their data selectively. Like we just found out that 85 million people watch Spencer Confidential. You're Jesus. welcome, Netflix. Yeah. You're welcome. By the way, just so we, we need to start running this disclaimer at the beginning of every show, which is if it's over 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, we're not going to review. I'm sick and tired of people saying, what about this one? That's like 68%. Yeah, just, either the audience score or more importantly, the critic score has to be under 40%. Yes. As we said, this movie is a Netflix movie, so you can find it there. All right. It receives 19% from critics on 62 reviews and the audience on 287 ratings, 32%. No one liked it. Damn. Who is this movie for? Well, a lot of the reviews ask the same question. A lot of the reviews. So, I mean, positive from, or negative? This reminds me of the Cleveland show. And when it got canceled and Cleveland went back to Family Guy, there's a point where Quagmire goes off first, first before they get into the, whatever the topic of the show was. Like, hold on. First of all, let me ask you a Cleveland show. Well, who is this show for? Black people had never met any other black people? <laughs> Positive. the positives, you know, I'm All a half, right. glass half full kind of guy. Just like Jordan in the last dance, he mentioned that he's a glass half full kind of guy, just like a meat. That's right. right. Me and Michael Jordan. Same person. All right. Ann Brody of what she said, the language is blue, blue, blue. And it's not to everyone's taste. But Garden High is a comedy revelation. Where has he been all these years? Fucking grade school. Yeah. That's where he's been. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, what, what's wrong with you, lady? <laughs> Nick Johnston of Vanya Land. This is another movie which Betty Gilpin totally steals. It's not great, but it'll do. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah that's on it. Rihanna Stark of Geeks of Color. I wish the humor was more memorable, but the absurdity of the situation and the heart it creates definitely make up for it. It's definitely risque, but I would recommend this movie for any mature audience wanting a simple and immature laugh. Ed Potton of Times UK. It's pungently offensive and bracingly violent, but this Detroit set action comedy is also blessed with a sharp script by Shane Mack and a weirdly likable central pair. Sharp script? Mm-hmm. Can it cut through butter? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Chris, hot. And then yeah, Chris, Chris Bumbray of Joe Blow's Movie Emporium. Basically an R-rated redux of Cop and a Half, but worth watching for hilariously unhinged Betty Gilpin. What's cop and a half? You don't want a cop and oh, Mays. Burt Reynolds. Mays, let me tell you something about cop oh, and a half. Oh my god! It's, it's a does movie that qualify? Do you know? I, I'm almost sure it does. Fourteen percent. Wow. Zach, without looking it up, do you know what the single most defining characteristic of cop and a half is? Racism. <laughs> the second most single <laughs> defining characteristic. Burt Reynolds' mustache? No. Cop and a Half was released the same weekend as Jurassic Park. Oh, I think we've talked about this before, either on the radio or maybe on this. Yes, because one of my buddies I used to work with in Phoenix, he's now the head coach of the G League affiliate of the Atlanta Hawks, Noel Gillespie, (laughs) said he remembers that weekend – him and his brother, given the choice of going to Cop and a Half and Jurassic Park, they chose to go to Cop and a Half. <laughs> and for years, didn't watch Jurassic Park out of silent protest, just to double down on his choice to go see Cop and a Half. 
Going back to that review, I completely agree with the Betty Gilpin take. Well, we're going to get into Betty. I hope so. Oh, boy. All right. Katie Walsh of Tribune News Service. These are the negative ones. A profoundly irritating cacophonous mess. I just like saying the word cacophonous. That's why I threw this one in there. Sean Edwards. Fox 4, Kansas City. Unbelievably bad. What was everyone involved even thinking? Nick Rogers of Midwest Film Journal. Look. Is your bar as low as your energy right now? Does a new buddy cop movie sound diverting enough? You got Netflix? Choose this over the endless listless Spencer Confidential. Yo, that's a positive review as far as I That I'm is concerned. a positive review. I know. That's a that's a mistake. Bump this up to 20%. Armin White of National Review. The vehement viral responses to coffee and cream have been funnier than the movie itself. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't Alan, know there was coffee and Kareem Twitter. Alan Adams of the main edge, like the the state main. Near as I can figure, coffee and cream exists because someone thought that was a funny title and decided to reverse engineer a film from there, a lukewarm and forgettable cup of movie. <laughs> cup of movie. I like that. I don't know. Get ready for this then. Chris Knight of National Post, a decaf comedy with artificial sweetening. Boo. Two Splendors. Roger Moore of Movie Nation. Never expect anything out of a film with an awful pun as its title. That's a good point. That is an excellent point. Quick, on top of your head, best movie with a pun title. Oh, man. Goodwill Hunting. That's a pun? Yeah, because it's like they're hunting for goodwill. And it's like, no, no, no. It's a guy named Will Hunting, and he's good. Damn. So it can be a good movie, but it has to have an awful pun. (laughs) Or are they hunting for the goodwill? A good version of Will. He's just good. That's all it is. He's a good boy. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. He is. Eating up kids, left and right. I got a number. How do you like them apples? Yeah, really. Yeah, real smarmy. <laughs> I got, I got ego. The Santa Claus, I mean. I got, yeah, there you go. That's another one. I got super high around the time that movie came out. And <laughs> like, I mean, crazy high. And literally there was a night where for an hour and a half, there was a box of Apple Jacks on the table, and I tried to say, I got a number, how do you like them Apple Jacks? And I couldn't complete the line because I kept busting out crying, laughing. My roommate was crying, laughing <laughs> over and over again. I couldn't get it out. And then finally, it was like, yo, grab a camera. You got to record this. This is so funny. We're going to laugh for days watching this afterward. Gets the camera, starts rolling. I grabbed the box, and I said, I got a number. How do you like them Apple Jacks? And nothing. Just stone cold silence. All of a sudden, it wasn't funny anymore. It wasn't funny, not even the slightest. I didn't even crack a smile. That's what I think about when I think of Goodwill Hunting. Okay. And then John DeFore of Hollywood Reporter, last one. Making a film that feels two days long is not the same thing as making 48 hours. Whoa. Shut up. That's why you're not a writer. You guys like sex, right? Of course you do. If you like sex, you'll love BlueChew.com. It offers men a performance enhancement for the bedroom. You can get the first chewables with active ingredients, sildenafil and tadalafil. I think I said those correctly, but you know, those are the active ingredients in Viagra and Cialis. BlueChew.com affiliated physicians will work with you, find the dosage and active ingredient that is best for you. It works faster. The chewables work faster. Chewables from Blue Chew can be taken on a full or empty stomach, so you don't have to plan out whether or not you're like, oh, I'm gonna make sure I gotta eat an hour before this. No, forget all that. Pop that chewable and then pop something else. Online physicians consult is free. So it's even cheaper than those other two things you can get. It only takes a few minutes to connect with BlueChew.com affiliated physician. And if you qualify, you get prescribed online 
quickly. No in-person doctor visit, no awkward conversation, no waiting in line at a pharmacy. Ships directly to your door in a discreet package. The chewables from Blue Chew, they're made in the USA. They give you confidence in the bed every time. You and your partner, more importantly, will love it. Chew it and do it. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com. Get your first order free when you use the promo code DING. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code DING. The package delivered is discreet. The package you'll deliver isn't. Amin, what's your first note for uh, coffee and cream? Fun fact. I've never rode in a school bus. You know what? I only rode in them to soccer practice. Our school would bring in school buses to take us to like games and stuff. That's it. That doesn't count. I'm like, I, I like going to school. Yeah, like the the bus comes and your yeah. parents just assume that you're going to be all right standing outside on the curb and you get on the bus. Why? What? A, I mean, I've I rode like a public bus. Same. Yeah, yes. but not a I've school run, bus. I've never yes. ridden on a school bus before other than yeah. like a sporting event for a school. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. There's some things, you know, it's funny when I watch movies, especially when I was a kid, they depicted an America that like I'd, I'd never seen or experienced. I just thought they exist in the movies. And it wasn't until like I think I moved to Atlanta that I realized a lot of stuff was real. Like people really do live in neighborhoods that look like this. People right. really do have a yellow bus that picks them up right outside their house. People really do have fences in their front yard. White picket fences. We're in Detroit, guys. That was my first note. <laughs> We're in Detroit. Kareem gets on a school bus as Ed Helms finds his way into a home nearby. It's Kareem's house and Taraji P. Henson fucks him. The moment I realized that the black kid was not the kid from Good Boys uh-huh. was because I saw the other kid on the bus who absolutely was in Good Boys. His best right. friend, yes. who was a guy in the oh, basement. Yeah, so yeah, like, You're yeah. a baby. You go ahead and you're like a blue baby. You need a bottle or whatever. Like, that kid was in good boy so that's why i like wait a second i don't maybe and i have to look it up and realize he was that kid's fucking annoying by the way yeah. i can't chance hurstfield he's got an annoying ass name too what an asshole of a name it, look uh, let me tell you central casting though oh for sure Absolutely. he's gonna be able to play the douche for his entire it, life he should have come around like 30 years ago he could have been in all those fucking <laughs> italian movies oh yeah he could have played 90s young oh colagelo and yeah uh, exactly oh the tree God. goes in front of whatever uh, cleaned up oh, a bronx I knew it was something with a burrow in the title. <laughs> Get the right burrow, though. A tree goes in Brooklyn. Oh, um, you know, that movie uh, Yonkers Story. Yeah, about that kid. Uh, I won't lie, man. Good-looking kid. Usually kids that young do not have that put together or look. I mean, that's my job, dude. Relax, Anthony Mace. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Helms thinks he saw Kareem in the home while they're fucking, and Taraji B. Hempson says, please stop saying my kid's name while you're inside me. I'm not buying this sexual chemistry match at all. Zero. No, zero of chemistry. course not. That leads me to the question for you guys. Could you fuck someone who has the same name as your mom or your sisters or aunts or kids? Because I don't think I could. Uh, I never have. I want to say no, but I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> I'm not much of a namesayer, though. Yeah, me neither. No, I don't say anyone's name, Dur, but I just, it's the whole idea of like. Yeah. Ship of sail, fortunately. Several times. Several different ships. It's really just hard to imagine. It's just the same situation as anything. Like, it would probably be an obstacle to overcome. Oh, it's not. It really isn't. (laughs) (laughs) I I found once once you're in there, it's like, well. Literally. Helm says that could mess a kid up. Seeing his mom busting down Thadiana with some guy. 
And she says, stop watching BET, to which I then put Patois, I mean. No, whoever wrote this movie definitely was heavy on the internet Patois. Oh, big time, yeah. She wants to know Helms is serious about them, and she's not just some fuck buddy. She says she's too old to be messing around. He says, look, I know you're old. And she says, that is not the response I was looking for. That came out wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, the first third of the movie is actually very difficult to get through. Yeah, I agree with that. She says you're such a baby. He says, yeah, a baby with a man's penis. I chuckled at that. That was an awkward line. I gave a little chuckle there. Kareem is talking to his friend in the school bathroom about seeing his mom having sex with coffee. He says he's going to fuck up coffee's life and has tried to get in touch with someone named Orlando Johnson. Not the former Indiana Pacer, yeah. I mean. Yeah, juice. Juice. <laughs> He busts some hall monitor claiming he has infringed on the privacy of the bathroom. By the way, that hall monitor was way too big to be. Way too big, right? Playing Uncomfortably like, big. I thought it was a teacher at first. It took me a while to figure out right. it was a hall monitor. Same. Now we cut to a police raid. Betty Gilpin says, let's keep this quiet. Don't shoot anybody. We don't want this to end up on YouTube again. So, so at this stage of the movie, because it hadn't established itself as a ridiculous kind of movie, like, I was actually kind of, like, turned off. I was like, oh, you see you guys going to make police brutality jokes now? Oh, nice. Now, I was that guy. I was sitting oh, there. Oh, gotcha. Just, oh, wow. Just, you got really angry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Betty Gilpin is the main cop in the raid. They find a lot of drugs and then arrest Orlando Johnson, who is a local rapper and has a news report that he's escaped police custody. They grab nearly a ton of cocaine, and the, the coke is the branded escape. with Ronald Reagan's picture. Yeah. The, the escape from the cop car was pretty funny. Right, the like escape the from whole, the cop car is funny. Yeah, as he's like they're doing the whole like juking each other from the, either side of the car. Yeah, uh, and they're running around in circles. I like I, that was the first moment I actually kind of I chuckled a little. I like when she said, "We're protecting the kids, protecting the tiny nostrils of Detroit." <laughs> I love that. That's a funny line. Coffee is filing a complaint about Officer Watts. She threatened to forcibly insert my castrated genitals into my rectum, and then put those same genitals in my mouth. Just trying to make it sound a little more formal in the official complaint. Uh, Officer Watts also called me a bitch several times. You can quote so me on that, too. What the hell is she doing here? I thought we could settle this thing like police officers. Okay, I did lose my temper and say some things uh, that were harsh, just uh, based on the sole fact that he is a bitch. The suspect was not handcuffed properly. I don't know if Choi messed wow, up. Wow, way to take responsibility for your fuck up. I mean, why stop at blaming Choi? Why not blame the academy for apparently failing to teach you how to draw your fucking weapon? Or we could blame your PTSD as a result of your ex-wife leaving you to go blow half the Lions practice squad. That should give you uh, a sense of the abuse that I detailed in the report. Okay, Watts, okay. tone it down. It's your white knight saving you again? He's not my white knight. So he's your black knight? Is that a fucking Martin Lawrence joke? This racism today? Wow. I am not racist. My girlfriend is black. I find that oh offensive. Shut up, both of you. Watts apologized to coffee. I'm sorry for verbally abusing you. Was that so hard? For fucking up the case and letting a dangerous criminal roam free. And here we go. I'm sorry I tried to throw you a bone by letting you transport the perp. It'd be like if when they captured Saddam, they were like, who should drive? Disabled chocolate lab. Can you drive, sir? You just kind of... I'm sorry that your vagina is so small. First of all, that's a compliment. Second of all, are you saying vagina? Hmm? No, vagina. 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 Huh? What's that? Vagina. Well, I am sorry that honest, hardworking officers are put in danger every fucking time you done that badge. That's what I'm fucking sorry for. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought a lot of these lines were very heavy-handed. I wasn't laughing. Really? It was just, yeah, oh, it was just man. like... The, 
the whole like, oh, because he's a bit like it just. I think yeah. you're. I think you're in a bad mood from the start of this movie because I didn't like the start of this movie, but I thought she killed this movie. No, I. I it just was so heavy-handed. It wasn't subtle, and then flip it on you. David Allen Greer is the calf, tells her to tone it down, and he says, "Your white knight saves you again." And he says, "He's not my white knight, so he's your black knight." Is that a fucking Martin Lawrence joke? This racism today. Wow. That's exactly how Twitter works. That right there. That is Twitter. I like the, I, the Martin I, Lawrence Black Knight reference. I, I, I like that, too. I, I did smile at that. It is possible that I have a very strong Betty Gilpin bias because I'm hopelessly in love with her from Glow. I've never seen Glow. Okay, so that's good. Maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe it's just a two Americas thing. He gets reassigned to being a traffic cop. The entire force hates him and applauds. Taraji P. Henson calls coffee to let him know that Kareem wants him to pick him up from school. He decides to do it but is really worried about it. Uh, had to be talked into it. Cream is in school and has to present his poem or he'll repeat the fifth grade. His white friend pulls out a keyboard and a speaker. He's rapping about going down on his teacher, Miss Chu. She cuts him off and says he taught everyone how to earn detention. Coffee is reading how to relate to the kid of the woman you're dating, then tries to bail on it as Kareem walks out of the school. I did love when Kareem said that soon his poetry will only be available on title. Yeah, again, like these felt like very much. Is that joke five years too old now? One and two, like someone who lives on Twitter wrote that joke. This is very much Twitter humor. Before he can send the text that he has to go deal with the serial arsonist, Kareem walks up to him. Coffee says to get up front. The kid yells, sure, but I'm not saying shit without my lawyer present. Someone call Johnny Cochran. Free Kareem. Free Kareem. Rip off of the McLovin scene from Superbad. Yeah, I also don't think. I don't think this kid's funny. Terrence Little Garden High? Yeah, I don't think he's funny. You're not Terrence Little Garden High on him? Um, Terrence Big Garden Low. <laughs> Sounds like Maze is president of the Terrence Little Garden Hive. A hive of one. Oh, man, I got such a bad joke. I got a really disturbing joke. You might have to bleep this one. Say it, you coward. I mean, I think he wants to break his Terrence Little Garden Hyman. <laughs> that joke isn't offensive. It's just a poor understanding of anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was offensive to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I thought you were gonna go with uh, Maze just wants well his... actually me on a joke. Yeah, yeah I, I thought you because I thought you were gonna <laughs> now, go with... who, now who's a little too tapped into Twitter, buddy. No, uh, I, just, I, I thought I thought you were gonna go with Maze wants to suck his Terrence little garden high. Ah oh, damn! Fuck no, that no, no, his, no. His, little, his little garden high. His little garden high. I shouldn't have said Terrence. Damn. All right, never mind. Cut that one out. Oh, leave that shit in. <laughs> Coffee's trying to relate to the kid, and he's just texting his friend a bunch of emojis. Then he asks how much he makes per year. Coffee to distract him uh, shows him the nightstick, and the kid asks if he's ever tries to see how far down his throat he can get it. He says that's not what it's for, and Cream replies with, or because it tastes like the ass of an innocent black man. Man, I saw this dope-ass Nick Cage movie where he was a cop, and he threatens these hookers with his gun for free BJs and shit. Are you in on this kid now, Zach? Yeah. Get a bad lieutenant for to call New Orleans. I, I definitely perked up at that because as he's describing it, I said, uh, what movie is that? I mean, other than Port of Call New Orleans, but there's no way they would have remembered that movie, right? And then, like, lo and behold, like, oh, shit. <laughs> and also, that movie's I out, good. I find out this Shane Mack is, is following me and he ripped me off with the Nick Cage Port of Call. I'm going to be real upset. Maybe he follows Mike Ryan. Who knows? The humor, like I said, is very, very someone who lives on social media. So yeah, it's I, not far-fetched. Takes him to, into a boxing gym. The kid posts a video on social media about the cop. 
Then he walks in on Orlando Johnson and two guys interrogating a cop whose ear has been cut off. Coffee says sometimes a stepdad is a step in the right direction, and Kareem rejects the concept of them being friends and insinuates that Coffee is a pedo. A lot of pedo humor in this movie. Which is a recurring joke in this movie that made me very uncomfortable. Expecting what was going to happen on this pod. <laughs> you, you, oh, Baze, yeah, you mispronounced uh, aroused. I didn't want to laugh. <laughs> yes, you did. You coward. They're arguing about cutting the ear off or cutting the tongue out for intimidation. He says the ear is the only part of your head you can't see. Kind of. Oh, that's right. It's not true. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem accurate to me. No. What, what other part of your head can you see? You can see the back of your head. Yeah, the whole you fucking thing, the, basically. You can't cut the back of your head off. That I sounds see, ridiculous. I can see a little bit of my nose. Scalp them. I can see, like, my eyelashes, maybe my eyebrows. That's it. I can see my my lips. I can see my tongue. Yeah, if I pout my lips, I can That's see my point. lips. The point is, you, there's nothing you can do I to make you see your ear. There's nothing I can do to see the back of my head either. Get a mirror. That's not an organ, really, right? That's just... They didn't say organ. organ. You just said okay. the only part of your head. Okay, well, actually. All right. All right, you win. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I guess you don't know that much about the anatomy. Kareem walks in. They ask if it's someone's kid. Nah, my kid is chubby like that, but he's got alopecia. The kid has way more hair. Oh, it was funny. I like a good alopecia joke, Tough. It was a chuckle. Kareem tells the guy he needs a mess cleaned up. They asked what he did. He says he tried to put his dick where it didn't belong. They asked if he got raped. Instead of correcting it, he says the guy tried, but he wasn't successful because he ain't no bitch. Kareem pulls money out in a sock, asks to paralyze him from the waist down so his dick won't work. Then the guy shoots the cop as he's screaming that they'll be cut out of the deal. Coffee then bumbles his way into the gym. They hear him. His radio goes off, so they know he's there. Orlando hears that it's Officer Coffee remembers him from the escape the kid starts running the guys shoot at them and as they escape his radio has been shot so they can't get the backup they need they're running down alleys there's no way this kid could run that much even with adrenaline the fat kid kid's really moving they had a big lead they hide in a car trunk the car owner comes out and is pissed at the broken window he drives away orlando finds the kid's phone and the videos of the shooting are on the phone mean you got anything in these scenes or my next note happens when they're in the trunk so coffee calls watts and kareem rustles the phone away as he tells watts about the death of the other cop oh, are they, are they at- kid hangs up the phone is making a ton of noise realizes his phone is gone and that the mom is in trouble now the car stops and they get out of the trunk hold, hold, on, hold on when they're in the trunk they're lying down the kid is like get away from you again like calls him a pedophile or whatever and he says why don't you flip over and like face me and he says, I don't want to rub dicks with you. And I laughed at that. <laughs> because it is an uncomfortable situation, right? Like, is that better somehow? Butt to butt is the best in that scenario. Butt to butt. Well, this is a conversation from This is the End, right? Yep. Dicks up. Dicks up is the way to go. I don't know <laughs> if there's room for that in the truck. The guy won't let him commandeer the car because he doesn't believe he's a cop. Then we get a whole bit about uh, pulling a gun on an unarmed black man. He says he can't let him do it. He says, if you Buffalo Bill this kid and I let you go and people find out, I'm going to look like a total asshole. I'm always down for a Buffalo Bill reference. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a good line. Because the dead cop is in on it, they don't want the cops to find out. They chuck the phone and his body cam so they can't be traced and they drive away. Orlando and his crew see the driver of the car. He tells them the way they went. Now they get to Kareem's house and uh, Taraji B. Henson wants to know what took them so long. They're acting super weird. They need to talk when an amber alert for kareem hits her phone 
I thought that was kind of clever. I mostly didn't like the way they did phone stuff in this movie. Like the text bubbles were the wrong color and stuff. And I couldn't tell if Kareem had recorded the shooting and uploaded it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was confusing as well. When it looks at the Amber Alert, she says, what is this? And he says a typo. I thought that was a funny little throwaway line. There's a news report about the kid being abducted by wow. Officer Coffee. Orlando and his cool roll up in Coffee and Kareem. Hey, that's the title of the movie. Are trying to get Taraji B. Henson to hang up the phone and go. She keeps yelling at Coffee and Kareem. Hey, it's the title of the movie. Kareem tases her. They carry her out. He also dumps the bowl of cornbread into his backpack for carbo loading. Nothing about that was funny to me. Yeah, I didn't like that scene. Other than the, the Amber Alert typo for My friend Sharon was right. All of you are fucked up. Serial killers shoot us with your goat yogurt, frisbee golf, and picking fruit for fun. I don't even know what that means. That's got to be like an apple picking thing, right? Yeah. People, like, like, why, like, why people love apple orchards? Why people like going to like, uh, going to go pick. Especially fruit. in the Midwest. I bet that's a yeah. huge. What does shoot us with your goat yogurt mean? Is that sexual? No, it's got to like, be both like a health yeah. kick. A hipster thing? Like they don't eat regular yogurt. They eat yogurt made from goat's milk and stuff. Right. I mean, like again, this is all kind of, no one talks like that, I guess. That's, again, a clunky, very clunky writing. Yeah, they put her in the trunk. They drive away. Coffee takes them to a motel, and it's a place he frequents. The motel clerk recognizes him, and Coffee starts rambling about being there undercover with a female cop undercover as a nurse. A lot of uh, fucking kids comedy right now in this movie. A lot of pedo comedy. He's also short to pay for the room and ask Kareem for sock money. They do the sock money joke like three times. A lot, yeah. yeah. News report about Coffee killing the cop. Kareem wants to find out who the mole is, and we find out that Coffee takes Taraji P. Henson there twice a week during her lunch break to get away from Kareem so they can fuck. Why wouldn't they take her to Coffee's place? Right. Why would they go to a motel? Okay, again, again. Does Coffee have a place? We don't see one. Maybe he's a homeless cop. Oh, okay. Maybe he's living at the station. Kid doesn't want Coffee yeah. to see the mom, but wants yeah. him to take him to a strip club. Coffee doesn't want to give up on the mom. Cream tells him he'll tell the media that Coffee was grooming him to be his child bride. Cream wants to find his phone. They handcuff Taraji P. Henson to a pipe, and they head out to track down the phone. Motel clerk sees the police report and calls the cops. Now Cream says that Coffee became a cop because he was picked on as a kid. Says so his problem is he doesn't know how to talk shit, and he tries to teach him how to do it. This is the first scene where I'm like, okay, yeah, y'all are getting somewhere at this. You know what the problem is? Let's see. Um, I'm a pussy, or a giant pussy, or maybe like a little tiny pussy. I don't know. I feel like you're going to say something kind of pussy-related. You don't know how to talk shit. Is that right? I got 42% body fat. You know why I don't get picked on? Kids try to fuck with me, but I fuck back. It's easy. There are really only two things you need to know. You need to be aggressive and gay. Real gay. In a dominant, I don't give a fuck kind of way. So that's offensive and totally backwards. Look. Suck my dick. Come on, coffee. Do it before I smack you upside the head with it. Fucking suck my dick right now. I'm going to fuck you inside out. Hey, Jesus, calm down. I get it. Look at Mike Tyson. He is the OG of this shit. I mean, sure, he could fuck people up, but when you start talking about, I'm going to eat your asshole out alive, I'm going to fuck you until you love me, that shit is terrifying. That is kind of the scariest thing I've ever heard, and it's like, yeah, it just all happens to all fit in this one category. <laughs> there was also the tweet on the news from Brett Harris, went to high school with coffee, 
Death and joy effing kids. Thoughts and prayers. Hashtag psycho cop. Again, that is very Twitter humor. Yeah. It's so Twitter. Yeah. You literally put a tweet in your, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. your movie so you can make a Twitter joke. Gaddafi sneaks into a place but get caught, gives up his gun and his ATM code. Which is 1111, by the way. Kareem sneaks in, calls out the bad guy, then Coffee hits him in the head to knock him right. out. Calls him out by saying, if you're feeling malnourished, feel free to suck on these nuts. I laughed at that. That's the joke you like? I, I actually laughed at that one. <laughs> wow. They start distracting and taking guys out left and right. They're sneaking around the drug hideout. Coffee directs them one way, but the kid gets distracted by some half-naked workers who are cutting the drugs up. Coffee tries to sneak up on Orlando. Which, but at that caught. point, I, I said to myself, that kid is too young to be distracted like that by that. And then I said, he probably should have cast someone older. But then I thought, if you cast someone older... He loses whatever "quote unquote" cuteness factor there. To which then I, I, in my internal monologue of a debate, I said to myself, "But this kid doesn't have a cuteness factor anyway." What a catch twenty two. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe they just shouldn't have had that scene. <laughs> I mean, he's peeping through a glory hole, and he says, "This is always how the porn starts." So he's definitely a little older than we think. Roger B. Henson, bad mom. Terrible. Oh, there I said it. Right? Terrible mom. Oh my god. Coffee tries to sneak up on Orlando, gets caught, and starts getting beat down. Kareem is looking through people at the women. Coffee and Orlando are fighting in a cloud of cocaine. They both get maced, and then Kareem pulls the gun, and Coffee takes the gun. Orlando says he's going to wind up in jail because of you one day, and to which Coffee replies, I'm not the reason he's going to wind up in jail. Yeah, I like that line. That's a good line. Coffee's interrogating Orlando, but he won't snitch. Orlando and Kareem start talking shit back and forth with each other. Suck my dick. The fuck is wrong with both of y'all, man? Suck my dick. Maybe I would like that. Ye- what? What? Yeah. Maybe I've got a giant crush on you, Orlando. Mm-hmm. What? The fuck is she talking about? I'm talking about I want to go on some dates, my man. I want to prove to you that I'm worthy of your love, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Where's this shit coming from? Don't worry, I got this. Gay and aggressive. You're coming off weirdly romantic. I mean, Gay people love each other. They just want what anybody wants. I'm telling you, this is going to work. That, that's not how you do it. I will ask you all of your sexual needs and desires. Why are you gazing at me like that? And then I'll make love to you in exactly the way that you specified, respecting every one of your boundaries. Oh, oh hell no. I'm confused. I mean, ain't you fucking his mother? And imagine how delighted you'll be you find out that foot rubs are my love language. I don't give a fuck about your love language. What the fuck? Next thing you know, you're introducing me to your parents, and they fucking love me. Oh, man. What are you I... going to say? In just eight short months, when we're strolling down the boulevard in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, get up, get up. And I bust out a ring. And I say, Will you bury me? Think about it. It's what I would say, okay? I mean, we've only been dating, like, what you say, eight months? Well, this was an unnecessary joke. Kareem's phone starts ringing, and it was a guess in Orlando's ass because they searched him. Why would that be the case? Got to keep the theme going. He kept the phone to make sure that they knew Orlando didn't kill Officer Choi. He says not to trust cops. The kid says he's the one cop you can't trust, and it's why he's so broken. I actually like that line. I thought that was funny. We find out Watts is the ringleader of all this. She's selling dope to French Canadians. Then Taraji P. Henson reads the note, and the goons are after her at the motel. Coffee takes Cream to the strip club with the nice buffet that he mentioned earlier. 
He admits to Kareem that he's afraid to be a dad. We get exposition on Officer Hill, the captain, scaring Coffee's stepdad, and that's how he became a cop. Kareem tells him two weeks ago he shot his first load. Blew his nose out of his dick, Zach. Oh, I'm sorry. Needs to push the clitosaurus button, Zach. Are you getting hot and bothered here? Why am I making these jokes about Maze? This isn't a mean thing. I don't know why I adopted this. <laughs> don't adopt it. <laughs> don't do that. You can then Maze it out of bucket. He's paying for a stripper to talk to Kareem so he can learn how to talk to women. They're having a conversation about her interests. This is when Captain Hill walks in. He says Watts is dirty. And then Watts walks in, clears the strip club with gunfire, pulls a gun on her, and Hill pulls a gun on coffee. Kareem and the stripper bonded over uh, Gary Sinise in CSI New York. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's a future callback, so we had to get that in there. Hill says he tried to drop hints to coffee that he was in on this. Remember when you asked me how could I afford that Jaguar? And I told you drug money? Yeah, that was a good hint. When I took that kilo home, it wasn't to analyze it. I love cocaine. I do it all the time. You came back with test results. I can give you test results. I'm high in the motherfucker right now. I like it. I guess I'm the asshole. Wise up. This is Detroit, baby. David Alvear's funny. He should be in more shit. Then Watts shoots Hill in the head. She explains how she'll spend all this to avoid getting caught. And Coffee says, you forgot one thing. Wait, no, shit, that's pretty airtight. <laughs> Betty shoots Hill Bolo style, too. It's the same team murder, just to show how badass you are. Yeah. For no yep. reason. Yes, just to show how crazy you are. Coffee hits her with the sock of, of money. She then shoots him in the shoulder. They start fighting. Cream escapes outside, and she takes Coffee to the back outside. She says for Cream to come out, and they'll blame Coffee, and he'll be safe. And that's when Cream comes screaming around the corner in a cop car and hits them both. So Betty shoots the Cadillac logo off the trunk to free Orlando. And earlier there was a continuity error because the Cadillac was missing the logo when they got out of the trunk in the alley thanks a lot nerd yep you're welcome they drive off watts finds orlando in the trunk and they drive after him now we have a car chase and a shootout kareem is driving like a kid and as coffee is hanging out the window shooting he hits his head on the street sign to which which Benny Gilbert says this kid's gonna do the fucking job for us i thought it was this, funny this, this is the car chase scene where they hit the roundabout yeah and they're driving around in circles tokyo drifting this is when Coffee, though, he says to pull over and stop. Let them kill him. Because <laughs> he's, so, he's so woozy and, and in so much pain. Also, at some point, <laughs> when they're drifting around and around and around about, someone asks, wait, wait, are we chasing them or are they chasing <laughs> Kareem's yelling at Watts and Watts is yelling at him over the loudspeaker. And he says that Watts is an old Taylor Swift on meth. That's when she gets mad and shoots at the car. Orlando hits a boat on a trailer and they get away. Kareem says, I don't want to take no motherfucking driving test. You tell that DMV guy I'm an amazing driver. Coffee agrees. Betty Gilpin said, Officer Coffee is also a known pervert. Hide your children and their tiny buttholes. And then she makes the ex-wife jokes again, but she says the pistons, not the lions this time. Yeah. Mm. The mom is not in the hotel room, and Kareem is devastated. They yell at each other. Coffee tells Kareem, unlike your dad, I didn't leave. <laughs> Kareem says, my dad died of cancer. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As Taraji P. Henson walks in and she slaps coffee. Oh. 
because he said that he was going to leave his mom because of him. She says she handled the punks who tried to take her. It cuts back to them walking to the door and she beats the shit out of them, fires the gun. One gets shot in the ass. She beats the shit out of the other one, then grabs Rodney and dunks his head in the toilet before knocking him out. She takes Kareem and walks him out. The two guys are in her van with hoods on. They answer a phone saying where they are. She storms off for saying he was going to dump her. She drives off with the bad guys and Kareem. Coffee jumps in front and gets hit. She runs over his foot, which would absolutely destroy his foot. No. No? I've had my foot run over before. It hurts, but it's not a big deal. Then a van stops and kidnaps them. Coffee goes back to the room, calls Watts, saying it ends tonight. Well, first he shoots his gun in the air like Point Break. Yeah, like Point Break or Hot Fuzz. Yeah. He'll trade his life for theirs. He records a video explaining what happened, and he bandages himself up. He gets ready, and he also has a grenade. He's going to the drug deal, popping pills and drinking heavily. Orlando goes to get the kid and Taraji P. Henson. Coffee is talking into the loudspeaker, and it's echoing way too loud. You've missed one of the great lines, right? So before he pulls up, we see the scene of the drug deal, which is at a steel mill, I guess. And Watts is pacing back and forth, saying, oh, welcome to... <laughs> and I shouldn't have an accent. I should be myself. She's talking to herself like she's practicing how she's going to greet the French-Canadian drug dealers. I liked her riffing there, trying to get into character before the big deal. When he's echoing, it's too loud over the loudspeaker. She says, no, you have to hold your bitch mouth further away from the microphone. It's like a Helen Keller square dance that I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> yeah. That's a funny line. They're arguing about the exchange, and Watts threatens to give the kid a 600-week abortion. <laughs> he says if they die, everybody dies. He says, you don't have the balls. And that's why he gets out and says, I got a couple of green oval-shaped balls. And everybody, coffee, his mom, all the henchmen, Watts, like, what? <laughs> grenades, <laughs> I have grenades. <laughs> yeah, I have grenades. He says, these are real. She says, no, they're not. This is a man who jerks off to Glenn Close. Close. We're safe. We've never been safer. <laughs> yes. That's a great line. He gets shot in the arm, drops a grenade, kicks it over at them. Everybody but the killer from earlier in the movie runs away. The grenade blows him away to shit. Coffee drops the other one, gets knocked down by it. The drugs were blown up and fried, and Watts is pissed. She freaks out. Watts orders Orlando to kill the family, and he hesitates. She offers him a sandwich and says, It's two pieces of bread with a tampon the middle for your pussy. <laughs> Now she tells Rodney to murder the kid and his mom, and he's so excited he's been waiting for this opportunity. And then he talks about like it's a, a promotion at like a Fortune 500 right. company. <laughs> right. Coffee and cream. Hey, that's the movie title. And Taraji P. Henson are escaping. Orlando heads them off and pulls a gun on them. That's when Taraji P. Henson tries to talk him down, and Cream starts calling him a bitch. You a bitch, man. You a bitch. Shut up. You don't know shit. You just a little ass kid with little ass kid nuts. Hey, hey, hey. You are a bitch. Watts is fucking you in the face right now. Cause you a bitch. You, you a bitch. Me, you, you a bitch. You the fuck shit, Oh, you gonna talk shit? You call me a bitch. Shut your ass up. You call me a bitch. Be a bitch. Both of y'all some bitches. Get the fuck up already, Jesus. The level of insecurity with you guys is unbelievable. I'm a bitch. You're a bitch. No, I got a big dick. No, my big dick hangs low like King Kong. Shut the fuck up with all the posturing. No one is as tough as they say they are. You're all soft. Orlando admits he's soft and hasn't shot anybody. Coffee says he's soft too, and Trashy says, we know. <laughs> Orlando just wanted to make music and be a dentist to fix people's teeth. A little different than his dream of a half strip club, half recording studio, just, just 30 <laughs> minutes earlier in the movie. Yeah. Watts is hoping the blown up dope looks okay for the deal. Show hands. Who thinks this is noticeable? <laughs> French Canadians arrive. Watt tries to fake French. He says, I thought I could fake it and you guys would respond, but I guess it's a real language. 
<laughs> they say no deal because it's burnt. She says it's artisanal, like a Coke brulee. <laughs> like that. They try it and she asks, feelings, concerns, initial reactions? What kind of notes are you getting? They <laughs> <laughs> say it's terrible. She says she offers 10% discount, 15%. 18.5%, okay, 19%, no further, 25%, I need to go home and watch a Nancy Myers movie and erase this day. They have a deal at 25%. That's when a police helicopter comes overhead and busts them. Everybody pulls out guns. Coffee wants to wait for after the shootout to leave. That's when Watts starts shooting. Everybody starts shooting. Everyone gets shot up. Watts even shoots her own men and apologizes. Then a barrel explodes. Nitric acid. Coffee wants to create a diversion with Orlando and says, we'll all survive this. Well, maybe half of us will. Coffee goes with two guns. Orlando has the shotgun. Coffee falls over a barrel. And uh, Taraji and Kareem, not the movie title, escape. Watts is trying to get the briefcase of money off a dead guy's body. It's handcuffed to him, so she starts shooting at the arm. I don't know if uh, that works. Uh, it depends on the on the gun, right? Like, if that was like a 44, couple shots, like, yeah, you blow that wrist right off. I'm so confused by a means understanding of the anatomy. Didn't think the hymen joke was good. Then, what did you fuck up with the anatomy right after that? The back of the head. Back like, of the head. The back of the head is you not... You fucked that up, and then you're saying you can run over a foot and it's not that bad, but you don't think <laughs> no. you can shoot a hand off a ri- <laughs> off an arm. Like, what is I, going on today, doctor? Because I've, I've had a... My foot has been run over by a car. It's not that bad. It does not break. It hurts, but it's fine. Orlando helps Coffee out, but gets shot in the leg by Watts. He escapes, and Watts and Coffee have a showdown. She fake cries like Curb Your Enthusiasm. She hits him with the Isla Fisher, and he falls for it, and then she whoops his ass. I thought she was going to fake cry, then go outside and be like, he did yeah. it, and da 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 and, and I was about to, I had a whole story to tell about how that shit happened to me, like, not too long ago. But then she didn't. She just kept on fighting. I was like, oh, never mind. I won't tell the story then. Guess we'll have to wait for the next movie. Current is a mobile bank with a Visa debit card that gets you paid up to two days faster and gives you free overdraft up to $100 with no hidden fees. So if you normally get paid on a Friday, when you switch your direct deposit to Current, you'll get paid on Wednesday, two days faster. Current gives you free overdraft up to $100 with overdrive. So if you spend over your balance, you won't get declined or charge any fees. You can use over 55,000 free ATMs with Current and deposit checks with the camera on your phone. It has perks like instantly refunding the holds that gas stations put on your card. So you don't need to wait days just to get your own money back from the pump. Current is a real bank account, not a prepaid card. So it works with Apple Pay, Google Pay, Cash App, Venmo, all that stuff. You can even instantly send money for free using your Current tag current notifies you when you spend and lets you pause your card instantly in the app even if you're under 18 you can still get an account with current it only takes two minutes to sign up and your current card will be shipped to you for free download current now get a current black premium card when you go to current.com and enter the promo code bomb that's b-o-m promo code bomb b-o-m at current.com instead of waiting for a movie where that might happen why don't you just tell us the story (laughs) I went to a bar and I was the sand bar in Phoenix, not the one in Chandler. I want the, the exact location out there so they know, right? Went there and on my, my way out at the end of the night, as I was waiting for my Uber, there were three white girls standing there and one of them used the N-word, not towards me, but in a story. And I was like, excuse me? You know, she tried to play it all like she didn't say anything. I was like, no, I heard what you said. Like, that's not cool, da, da, da. 
So they start getting animated, and the one who says that, like the the main culprit, uses the R word, which if you listen to this podcast is is a recurring theme. But also, if you're Mino Hassan at the end of a night at the bar, and you know this person said one word, and but like you can't quote unquote prove it. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go full Twitter on her. I was like, oh, is that appropriate language? And so while her friends are saying she didn't say the N-word, I said, but you heard her say the R-word, right? And, like, the friends are like, uh, like, they knew she got got right there in that moment. Yeah. And so the girl pushes me. The main culprit pushes Whoa. me. I said, hey, I, I didn't touch you. I'm just saying da-da-da. Bouncers come out. Girl starts crying. Wow. And then the bouncer's like, you got to go. Like, no, no, I'm not going anywhere. First of all, I haven't done anything. I didn't touch anybody. I didn't yell at anybody. I, she said she used this kind of language. Even if she claimed she didn't use this word, she uh-huh. definitely used this word. Her friends were there. They heard it. And she initiated contact with me, and I didn't retaliate. I didn't do anything. And if and I'm not going to go anywhere. You guys have cameras. You can watch it right there. But I'm not going anywhere. And there's a big argument ensued. And uh, one of my buddies like, oh, it's okay. I'll take him home. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not about going home. Blah, blah, blah. And as I'm trying to explain to the bouncer, bouncer like, I don't want to hear it. I'm like, no, 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 man. You're going to hear this. You're going to hear this because this reflects on your business, the business that you work at. And I want to see the manager. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, called the Uber and I got in the car and went away. Because the girls had gotten an Uber and escaped as well. But that is definitely a quintessential white woman move of cause shit and then start crying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As soon as authorities show up. Yeah. Yeah. And so I saw that scene. I was like, Oh, she's about to pull it. But the guy who wrote this wasn't black, I guess. (laughs) Coffee says they can get her mental health resources. She says she's fucking with them. And he says he knew it. She starts beating the shit out of him. She shoots at him and he hides behind a body. He shoots her in the leg, puts a severed hand in her mouth. She's trying to beat him up again. And he smacks her. And that's when the building explodes as a French Canadian pulls grenade pins next to the uh, nitric acid. Did you see his T-shirt, Zach? No. What did it say? It's a photo of him with the head drug dealer, like screen printed onto his own shirt. I have no idea why that was there. Is that a wardrobe decision or do you think that's a writing decision? That's in the script. Otherwise, he's just in a normal shirt. Coffee walks out. Uh, they hit him with a fire extinguisher. He's burnt to shit. Uh, Kareem and Taraji rush over to him. He looks like Two-Face. He does look a lot like Two-Face. He says, what if I ask you to marry me? Taraji says she needs to see how he heals up first. Then they kiss. Watts is alive. She headbutts a cop, grabs his gun, and points at Coffee. Taraji then grabs Coffee's gun and shoots the shit out of her. Says, stay away from my family, bitch. Slow motion, baby. That's when Kareem runs over and says, now that is what the fuck I'm talking about. She says, hey, language. He's like, but you just shot... Yes, ma'am. He also was busy asking EMT if she likes Gary Sinise. Right, he was. Question. Taraji's not a cop. Uh, She's she's going to get in trouble for that, right? Oh, she's protecting her man. I mean, maybe I don't know the Michigan laws, but at best, she is going to be arrested (laughs) and questioned, and she'll have to come to some kind of plea agreement, right? Or wait for charges to get dropped? Like, she just killed a cop. That's the sequel. (laughs) Coffee and Kareem, once again, the movie title, agree to let him see the mom. Kareem agrees not to hire someone to murder him, but don't give him a reason to change his mind. Fist bump. We get coffee and cream across the fist. Roll credits. There's only one piece of trivia that I could find because it's a new movie. The captain's name is Walter Hill, who is director of the 48 Hours films, which also features a white cop and a black sidekick. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's interesting. Golden Dumpster nominees, I... Just want to say I think it's Betty Gilpin. That's it. Unless you guys have another nomination, this is for the good stuff, right? Because I'm really, I'm, I really do not remember every week. 
So, okay, here's how I'm going to explain Golden Dumpster to you, Zach, once and for all. It's absolute value, okay? So if it's a negative or it's a positive, whichever one has a higher absolute value. So, like, the worst part of this movie could be a Golden Dumpster, or the best part of this movie could be the Golden Dumpster. Right. All right, I think I got it. I mean, what's your Golden Dumpster? Uh, I'm going to go with the most wholly unlikable person in the entire movie, Ed Helms. That's my Golden oh, Dumpster. Oh, the bad Golden Dumpster. Yeah. Okay. I'm going Betty Gilpin. I think without her in this movie, I would have absolutely hated this thing. I would have bailed. <laughs> Man, I did not find the kid funny. I did not find Ed Helms redeemable. I don't care enough about Taraji P. Henson to... You know what the thing about Taraji P. Henson is? And it might just be like, she's very like dramatic eyebrows, right? Yeah, she does. Where I mean, she, she could really have a mean look. I feel like she's probably a terrible person to deal with if you're working with her like, wow. i feel like her, her assistant probably hates her right this is pretty racist stuff how is that racist <laughs> i think the same thing about taylor swift what a miserable person to be around all the time a messed out taylor swift right i've always had that feeling about taraji p henson whereas all right you want to play the race card i mean octavia spencer i feel like is a delight to be around at all times it's because she's funny looking weren't they both kind of funny looking no taraji p henson is fine octavia spencer is funny looking She's harsh looking, Taraji. Also, Octavia Spencer was in Blue Streak. I found that out earlier this Really? Week. I was watching Blue Streak. She's in Wow. It. I feel like she's in a lot of random movies we do not remember. I mean, she was like a, a straight-up character actor for the yeah, longest for a time. a long time before and she, then, like... The Help? Was that the... Which movie was it that she broke out? Probably The Help, yeah. She's in Bad Santa? I remember that. She's in Coach Carter. She's in Bad Santa. She's the one who tells Billy Bob that her, she ain't shit right for a week. <laughs> She's one of the yes. She was on an episode of Becker. Why are we on an Octavia Spencer? Uh, <laughs> she's not in this movie. Oh, she is in Blue Streak. Look at that. Son of yeah. a bitch. You know what else leads me to that? The inclusion of the P in Taraji P. Henson. That's not necessary. Usually you do that because there's someone else. Because there's a there. Taraji Henson. Yes. Like that's Michael already B. Jordan. Guild. It's yeah. Michael B. Jordan because Michael Jordan exists. Yeah, that seems a little pretentious. To yeah. Have a, Kind of like Ethan Sherwood Strauss. I was right. having this conversation with my cousins because uh, they're just getting on to like reading the victory machine. And uh, one of them said, like, I never liked that that Strauss dude. And I said, why? Like, I think he's a really good writer. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's his face or his name. And I'm like, oh, no, no. Yeah, it's definitely his face and it's definitely his name. Yeah, No, sure. it's both. It's definitely both because he looks like a fucking nerd. And then I made this comment and I think everyone agreed with it. If any one part of Ethan's name were different, he'd be a lot more tolerable. Mike yeah. Sherwood Strauss sounds like a regular dude, sure. right? Ethan Sherwood Johnson, again, I, I can I can work with that. <laughs> Ethan Sherwood, Thomas Strauss. Sherwood Johnson is just too much material right there. Right. Ethan Thomas Strauss, okay, but like yeah. Ethan Sherwood, like the combination of those three names, like there's no way you can be anything but a pretentious prick. But here's the thing about the face. So maybe this is where the name ties into it because there's that like Turkish chef, right, that cooks all those giant meals. I love that guy. Who looks just like Ethan and he's delightful. Yeah, it's because Ethan doesn't wear a smile while he does everything. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan has that kind of surprised look like, I didn't know that. You know, I, I can't do it. But like he's got this kind of – Oh, he does – well, he kind of cuts his eyes up into the, into yeah. the side, right? And he, like, he, he startles. He literally startles. You see his body like yeah. freeze up and, and – yeah, his whole body moves, yeah. for sure. Wholly unlikable person, but a great writer. 
fantastic writer. Great book. By the way, do we want to give a review for this movie while we're at it, or do we just want to go into another <laughs> infomercial for someone else? Octavia <laughs> Spencer, Ethan Strauss. Who else we got? She's in something called Thunder Force. But there's no Bro, there's some you pictures. Wanna, you want to give a full profile for this movie? <laughs> Blind bet on Thunder Force. Will it be cinephobe eligible? Uh, well, it's her and Melissa McCarthy, and they look like they're superheroes from the pictures. But the plot's been kept under wraps. I'm going to go ahead and say it's not going to qualify. Yeah, probably not. It'll probably be like a 52% or something like that, right? I mean, what do you think? I hate Fober file. Fober file. I mean, Jesus, get to on, it. On Thunderstruck or whatever the movie <laughs> Thunder, <laughs> Thunder Force. Force. Starring Kevin Durand. Kevin Durand. What did the Kevin Durand. <laughs> Starring Kevin Durand as Nick Cage as someone else. <laughs> as John Travolta. <laughs> Coffee and Kareem. This Fober movie. File. This movie was – it started slow. The jokes were so heavy-handed. Uh, they kept going back to the well too many times on so many things. I don't like Ed Helms. But I won't lie. Midway through the movie, the absurdity caught up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is funny. So when we get to the, the scene at the steel mill where we roll up and she's saying, I shouldn't use an accent. I should be myself. Right. I kind of let go at that point. And from – Basically, a little bit before that scene to the end of the movie, I actually enjoyed myself. I'm going with a file. Wow. See, now I would like you to go back and watch it again just with for her that exchange. In mind? Her exchange, just her exchanges, because I find her to be such a great part but of this movie, like the I, best part of this movie, to where I think if you watched with that understanding, with that relaxed nature, if you went back and watched the scene of her with the, like, the complaint to David Allen Greer, that whole scene, I think you'd love it. But I think the difference is I enjoy the subtlety within the absurdity. So her walking around saying, I shouldn't use an accent. I should be myself under her breath. Yeah. That's subtly funny. Her saying to the guys, all right, show of hands. Who thinks that's noticeable? That's subtly funny. Hey, it's because you're a bitch. Eat a tampon. That's not funny to me. That's just like, let's use crass language. And because it's coming out of a lady cop's mouth, it's going to be funny. Or because it's coming out of a, a, a young fat kid's mouth, it's going to be funny. Him saying, I got two big green oval balls. And everyone's like, everyone's like, what? Because it's such a weird, that, that's, that's funny to me. Them saying, hey, I'm going to take those balls and shoo, shove them up your mouth. But you should be used to that and show it to your wife. Like, that's not funny to me. And so uh, to me, I, while I think the movie definitely grew on me as it went on and they leaned into the absurdity better, I, I still think the beginning of the movie is not funny because it's just wow. too too over the top. I think her delivery of stuff is hilarious throughout. Like David Allen Even, was saying, he, remember how you asked me I had that jag- how I could afford Jaguar and I said, drug money? Like, that's funny. said, yeah, that's a good hint. <laughs> that, that's funny right there, right? Yeah. All right, Maze, Fober File. I fully love Betty Gilpin. I'm thankful somehow to Amin for making me watch this movie because it was an unexpected surprise. I would have never watched this movie. <laughs> watch Betty Gilpin and see her stunt as a bad guy, as a wisecracking female cop. But she couldn't save this movie. This movie sucks. Wow. This is a hard phobe. Wow. Okay. I guess I'm the tiebreaker here. I'm all in on Betty Gilpin. Just, I, I think she's hilarious. I thought her delivery throughout the entire movie was great. The kid is 
we're in a str- like maybe just kids can't act right you think they would have figured that out by now this kid was not funny and we're on a string of fucking terrible kid actors he doesn't crack the top five though no he doesn't because he has a couple of memorable moments that are funny but for the most part a kid saying fucking pussy like that's not funny to me that's essentially like scary movie humor to me so that doesn't do it they got to stop putting ed helms in these leads they absolutely have to and yet i'm gonna side on a means side of this this is a file for me i would watch it again just for betty gilpin yeah like obviously it's on netflix so it's different but like if it was on a movie channel and i saw that it was on i would 100 percent check in to see where the movie is and see if i can catch some of betty gilpin scenes i would watch it again but only like from the strip club scene on okay if it were midway through i'd definitely watch it again if it were just starting right now, I would not watch it. I still like the scene with, with the captain and everything, but I would... Yeah, I agree with that. So, I, yeah, it's two files, one foe. I love cocaine. I do it all the time. Next time we make love, you introduce me to Jade.